Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. We are live today. You can call in with your questions or comments, 866-577-2473. I have an incredible guest today, Dr. Christopher Yuan, and he has a doctorate uh, in sexuality. Now, uh, he is a Bible-believing Christian here today, and he has an incredible testimony. We're going to talk all about it. He's all the way from Chicago. Dr. Yuan, thank you so much for being here. Great to be here, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, what made you uh, fly all the way from Chicago to sunny California? Was well, the, 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 the sunshine? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, <laughs> that's definitely a huge plus. I yeah. mean, whenever I get these invitations from the West Coast, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer, of course. I mean, yeah, Chicago, if, California, if, if know, the, the especially Coast, January. <laughs> yeah, if it's the East Coast, you charge, but the West Coast, <laughs> right. ever reduces. Yeah, the, right? There's that additional uh, East Coast fee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what are you doing here in San Diego? You know, I'm actually speaking at Coastline church this weekend. Um, the pastor, Aaron Jane, heard about our ministry, invited my parents and I to come out. So we are going to be here uh, speaking tonight, tomorrow, all day, morning and evening, and also Monday night as well. Okay. So for those of you listening out there, if you want to catch, if you like what you hear today, um, if you want to catch him, the address of Coastline Church is 2215 Calle Barcelona, Carlsbad, California, 92009. And you have a lot of opportunities to go and meet him in person. I know a lot of people are going to be loving his message. And there's a lot of people that want answers to the questions they have about the issue of homosexuality and sexuality. And Dr. Yuan uh, has come from a past in which he was not a Bible-believing Christian. Right. And he, wa- he had embraced the homosexual lifestyle. But today you have a different perspective. What, what, what happened? Well, I mean, first of all, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing me. I mean, you know, it, it's God, you know, removing the blinders from my eyes. I had no interest in anything to do with religion or Christianity. My parents neither. So I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Yeah. Now, now you are Chinese. I am that? Chinese. Okay. That's correct. So my parents were not born in the U.S. They came here for graduate school. Then, um, what part of China uh, were they from? So my my parents were both born in mainland China, but when the communists took over, when they were you know really young, they were able to flee to Taiwan. Wow. So they were raised in Taiwan. My parents met uh, in college in Taiwan, finished college, graduated. They came here to uh, to get for graduate school. There was there's no graduate school in Taiwan at that time. So to get a master's or doctor, they had to come here to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got here. They they married here in in New York, and. Um, then my my older brother was married uh, was was born in New Jersey and then I was born in Chicago area in and at that time you know we weren't Christian don't didn't go to church no interest in in anything to do with religion were but, you were you atheistic or just you uh, know I mean just essentially agnostic yeah okay I, 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 there was it wasn't even on the radar screen I, we didn't really think about it I mean I thought maybe there's a God but sure. it wasn't anything that was of interest or of a priority of ours yeah but from a young age I I struggled with these feelings that I had uh, I was exposed to pornography at a very young age at nine which today is not not it's not young, uncommon not young yeah. nine, nine is actually common yeah uh, pretty normal for kids to be exposed at uh, at nine yeah I was re- I was reading what you I mean your testimony on the web by the yeah. way his website is Christopher Yuan dot com Yuan is spelled Y-U-A-N mm-hmm. like a uh, Chinese dollar uh, there we go okay awesome because <laughs> everybody knows how to spell the Chinese dollar <laughs> okay. right. just call me money yeah there you go so so Christopher um, when I was reading about uh, what you wrote online, um, 
the impact that pornography had on mm-hmm. you was was traumatic. Yes. yes. And and that that in and of itself is a message that parents should uh, be aware of is that hey, we've got to guard our kids' hearts. Right, definitely. And, yeah. and, and I think that that's a huge part. Um, and, 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 and as much as that was a, a, you know, a big influence, I, I, I also want to help parents to think that, uh, you know, let's say your kid is exposed to that. Don't, don't you know, and maybe just from your oversight, don't mm-hmm. put all the guilt on your shoulders yeah. thinking, oh my goodness, now they're going to you know, be struggling with, with sin. And no, that, even if your kids aren't exposed to pornography, they're going to be struggling with sin. Yeah. It's just, it makes it worse. Good. Uh, Good and, and, and I see pornography as a catalyst as opposed to a causative agent. It, it, it brings up and wells up stuff in, in us, in our kids, or even in adults, that shouldn't be really awoken. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately for me, that was the first time. And at that young age, I, 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 there was uh, th- these attractions that I didn't have an now, answer you for. Were, you were nine years old is what you I said? I was nine, okay. yes. Nine so years nine old. is around fourth grade or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I, I didn't tell anyone, kept, kept, kept it secret, kept it hidden through high school, college, even the Marine Corps Reserves. Uh, in my early 20s, when I moved from Chicago to Louisville, Kentucky, I was pursuing my doctorate in dentistry. My father's a dentist, and I was going to be a dentist as well. Mm-hmm. I finally came out of the closet. And after a year of living in Louisville, I went home and broke the news to my parents. And usually parents are the last people to know. I, yeah. I Usually people come come to the realization of their attractions and then they embrace that identity. I am gay. And then they come out to their friends and then they come out usually last to parents. So I came out to my parents. It was almost my declaration. It wasn't anything, you know, I want to discuss this with you. This is, I, it, it simply was, this is who I, this is who I am. Yeah. Devastated my mom. Amazingly, through that crisis, actually, my mom was going to enter life, not just because of that, but in the in this pursuit of pursuing the American dream, uh, my parents achieved the American dream. They came here with nothing in their pockets. Mm-hmm. They came here to go to graduate school, and they worked hard from bottom, you know, from ground zero on up, and were doing very well. Lived in the upper middle class suburb of Chicago. Uh, my father had two doctorates. We were doing well, a nice home. My my brother was also going to graduate school to become a doctor, and I was, you know, also just in in graduate school. Things were going great, but just miserable at home. And and they they were my parents were fighting all the time, and they yeah. actually begun to, the uh, the paperwork for divorce. Wow. So my mom was going to end her life. Amazingly, uh, God didn't allow that. She for some reason, even though she was. completely irreligious, wanted to go see a minister and gave her a little pamphlet on homosexuality. And that pamphlet shared with her the gospel. She doesn't remember anything else, but basically this message that she's a sinner. Wow. And that God still loves her. So, so that's a, that's a uh, interesting fact that that right there in and of itself is what helped her to go. I don't want to commit suicide. Yes. And it was because, Hey, I'm a guilty sinner. I know I'm a guilty sinner. What hope is there for me? But then all of a sudden there's a God that loves me despite the fact that I'm a guilty sinner. Yes. And the fact that if God can love me, even though I'm a sinner, then I can love my son. Wow. Because in her mind, I had just betrayed her. You, you even had though, crossed the line. Yes. I, because I, I, I had rejected the family for Asians. That's everything in America. Family's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> in, sadly. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in Chinese culture, that's all you have is family. And, and when I rejected the family, that was everything to her because my dad also in her mind was, didn't want anything to do with her or the family. My brother was kind of doing his own thing. So she was like, as a mother, a Chinese mother, that was, you have no more value. Wow. That's your family is everything. So she just was like, well, then that's it. And God, 
God said, you know what? No, you're a sinner. I still love you. And she was able to also understand that my son, who in her mind, I, she, I had just betrayed her. But she, the f- she no longer. So would you say that in Chinese culture, once that betrayal takes place, uh, there's no forgiveness? She couldn't love me. She couldn't. She, she couldn't separate what I did from who I was. And, uh, you know, it was one and the same if, uh, you know, and this is why we co-authored our book together that I, I wanted to tell from, you know, she wanted to write from her perspective that she, I just betrayed her. But from my perspective as the prodigal, she just kicked me out of the house yeah. and she just rejected me, you know, so it's kind of rejected on both sides, our perception. Yeah. And what's the name of the book? It's called Out of a Far Country, okay. A Gay Son's Journey to God, A Broken Mother's Search for Hope. And um, so this is a, a book that's both for parents who are struggling yes. with these kinds of issues, also, and for yeah. anyone in, you know interested on this on the, on the topic of homosexuality who might have a friend who's who's gay or or maybe someone who's wrestling through these issues of sexual identity. So my mom actually became became a Christian. She was the first one in her family. Actually, within a few months, my father did as well. But I kept going in the opposite direction. I wanted nothing to do with God. I was spending most of my free time in the gay clubs, went from relationship to relationship. I unfortunately began experimenting with drugs. And and I also want to be clear, not all gays and lesbians do drugs or promiscuous. Sure. Some do, some do not. I think yeah. there's this misperception that all do. That's not true. Unfortunately for my story, that is. And, and in our culture today, we have to be authentic. So I want to be truly authentic in telling my story. Yeah. Now, but, a question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you were when you were entertaining the homosexual lifestyles, you hit nine and you're moving on up through your teenage years. Yep. Was there in your mind this idea that, hey, I want to, I don't want to be homosexual or was it kind of like – because some people say I, I didn't want to be but I continued on that road. Mm-hmm. And other people say, no, I just embraced it wholeheartedly. Uh, was, there, were there, was there a back and forth with you in that? Well, regard? you know, I, I, I'm 45. So I was born in 70, uh, 1970 and in the early 70s, uh, it was not accepted. Yeah. It was a huge stigma. And, and of course, you don't – you don't want to be different from anyone else. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to be the same as all your or your peers, and you just want to fit in. So there was that sense that I don't want to be different, and and I know that whatever's going through my mind and these attractions that I have are different. So I I, I didn't want to be different. I want to, I, I I also I didn't want to be Chinese. All my peers were were American, you know, white skin, dark, you know, blonde hair, whatever, sure. brown eyes, and so I just I wanted to be that as well, but. Uh, in our culture today, we don't have that. There, yeah. there, there is more of that acceptance of, of anyone and everyone. And, and, and I don't want to completely say that that's completely bad. Yeah. Because we do want to make the outcast feel like that they're not an outcast. Yeah. And, and, and that's very biblical. Yeah. And the point, the point isn't to coerce somebody into uh, changing. The, the point is to love them and say, hey, what does God want? Amen. For your exactly. Life? Yeah. Like, like I, I think that, you know, as we, I know a lot of Christians are saying, oh, this is so awful. You know, our culture is so embracing, and that is true. But I think that we, there, there is a little bit of a silver lining, and I would say a gospel lining, in that this allows us now to have these conversations. Yeah. When in the seventies, in the eighties, even in the nineties, there was no conversation. It on, was completely shut down, and, and we would not talk about sexuality. Absolutely. Which and here we are on the radio worse. now having this awesome conversation. My guest today is Dr. Christopher Yuan. He is an expert on sexuality, and he also has a personal testimony uh, about homosexuality. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Said I'd follow you for the rest of my day.
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Are you looking for a church in your neighborhood? Go to kprz.com and click on the church directory to find a church near you. I will cast my cares on you. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. If you'd like to pick up a recording of this program, you can. It's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on YouTube. If you want to see our smiling faces in here... Uh, Dr. Christopher Yuan is my guest, and his website is Christopher Yuan, that's Y-U-A-N.com. He's written a book, Out of a Far Country, which is co-authored with his mother about her experience in finding out that her son was uh, had embraced the homosexual lifestyle. And boy, he has uh, come a long ways. He's got a long story here, and we're talking about that. He's also speaking at uh, church tonight, Carlsbad Coastline Church, He'll, that's tonight at 5 p.m., He's speaking t- tomorrow three times, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Then he's speaking again Sunday evening, 5 p.m., and then he's speaking Monday evening, 7 p.m. Boy, you've got, <laughs> you've got a busy schedule. <laughs> you got not, me busy. You're not on vacation here in San Diego. Hey, <laughs> that's all right. You know, I, I get charged up when I'm, you know, be able to preach the gospel and be able to see hearts changed. Yeah. That gives me energy. Yeah, when you, sh- when you can share what you've gone through uh, with others and give them that hope, it's absolutely uh, phenomenal. Uh, and let's pick up where you, we left off in the last segment. Your mm-hmm. story was... So, so you, you dropped out of dentistry school, is that right? Yeah. And your parents had found out that you had embraced the homosexual style. Your, your mother had started to reject you, right. but she, got a, she got a, uh, met with a pastor and he told her, hey, God forgives you and yeah. you can forgive your son. Yeah. But you're still you're still living this lifestyle, yeah. and so, so yeah, which is amazing because a lot of times you know you, you hear the stories from the gay community that you know you Christians reject you know you, your Christian parents reject your gay kids. Mm-hmm. That was the exact opposite. My unbelieving mother rejected me, and when she became a Christian, she embraced me. Wow. Um, so I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, and I was trying to balance this party life. And drug using and drug dealing and dental school. Well, eventually it caught up to me. I was expelled from dental school. I moved to Atlanta. And in Atlanta, I just kept doing what I knew how to do best. And that was drug dealing. Mm. Um, I became actually a supplier to other dealers in over a dozen states. Whoa. And uh, eventually, you know, all this time, my parents had no clue that I was doing drugs, selling drugs, any of that, but they knew that I needed to know Jesus Christ. So they tried to reach out to me, love of Christ. They came to visit me one time because I wouldn't come home. I wouldn't answer the phone calls. They came to visit me and I kicked them out. 
Wow. My dad, before he left, gave me his first Bible. And I, and I was like, I don't want your Bible. I didn't want him to think that I actually might read it. Yeah. But he left it in my apartment on my kitchen counter and walked out the door. And as soon as they left, I took my dad's Bible and threw it in the trash. I wanted nothing, nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the Bible. Now, were you experiencing any pain yet at this point in your life? I mean, were you... You, you know, if you asked me, no. Yeah. If I look back, yes. Huh. I mean, it, it's so funny how when you have an atheistic worldview, how that clouds your thinking mm. and it clouds your memories and it clouds, you know, your, your, your whole view on life. That there is, this is all there is to life, so you might as well live it up. And of course, I'm having fun. Yeah. But I look back, and yes, there was pain. Yeah. And 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 yet that that pain at that time, I hid that pain by by doing the drugs, or pain hid that pain by being in my community and and just just trying to be happy, mm. uh, you know. And, and and that that totally is is just the worldview that I that I lived in. I I lived that out. It was com- completely experientially based. So I. Um, my, my parents, they prayed for me. My mom began to pray a bold prayer. God do whatever it takes. Well, that's a scary prayer to pray. Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. to, and, and not even to, for him to stop being gay or for him to come home. That, that was not her prayer. Yeah. She basically prayed, do whatever it takes to bring this prodigal son to you. Yeah. Not, yeah. not to us or not to home, not to Chicago, but to you. She knew that that was the most important thing yeah. of, of anything uh, is, is our children, are they surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ or not? Mm. So she, Now, what's going on in your brother's life at this point? At that point, he was, you know, kind of doing his own thing, and, and, and he was also, uh, you know, he, he was—it's it's funny. When we grew up, he was kind of more the rebel— and I was the good kid. And then when I kind of was doing my, uh, he was kind of the, the he graduated from dental school. He he got his doctorate in dentistry and, and he was fine. He started going to church. And, and I think he, him kind of like me, were, our, our hearts are, are pretty hard. But yeah. I, so I think it took a little while for that head knowledge to become the heart knowledge. But um, so I was going the opposite direction, and my mother, she didn't just pray. She fasted every Monday for seven years, Whoa. and she once God, you know, just she felt God was telling her not just fast for one day, but she began fasting uh, several days uh, until she ended up fasting 39 days for me. That's she, incredible. She knew, That's a challenge to anybody who wants to see... Uh, somebody's life impacted. We don't, Christ. we don't pray and yeah. fast enough. Yeah. She had a prayer closet, um, that, uh, you know, it, it's up, it's in the book. It's, it's on, uh, my Facebook page, but, uh, you know, we, we, we don't, I, I always say my mother had a war room before there was ever a war room. And she actually, the novelization of that book, War Room, is dedicated to my mother. Wow. And she she just did battle. She knew that it, as impossible as things seemed, she would, would not give up. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, we, we, don't, we don't realize the power of prayer. And, we, yes. you know, it's kind of cliche, uh, hey, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual powers in the heavenly realms. Right. Like, yeah, 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 there it is, right? right? But we don't realize that, hey, there's definitely, whatever God is doing there— um, the power of prayer is very emphasized in scripture and mm-hmm. uh, for us to just think, ah, whatever, whatever. I'll just happen. pray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not just. Exactly. Right. And, and so, um, I mean, just beside that, I mean, we're commanded to pray, mm-hmm. but 
we don't recognize the power that we should want to pray just yeah. beyond the commandment in, in and of itself. That, that it is, there's a reason why we call it intercessory is if, if no one, if I'm completely wayward, well, who's going to be that, that line to, my mother thought of it as reminding God. You know, yeah. he doesn't need to be reminded, but, yeah. but, but we do see that, that picture of Jesus, yeah. you know, of, of that persistent widow, you know, keep bugging that, that, that judge who was not, you know, willing to uh, give her justice. Right. Yeah. And, and just finally, you know, that, that he gave in. And so just, just persistently interceding is, is how my mother viewed that. Okay. My guest today is Dr. For, Dr. Christopher Yuan, and he is about to tell us what changed his life, right? His mother's doing all this stuff. When we come back, he's going to tell us what the turning point in his life was and when he gave his life over to Christ and left the homosexual lifestyle permanently. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride. 619-222-0766. Fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marina across from SeaWorld. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. And I'm coming. See me running. I give it. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We are live today. If you'd like to call in with a question or a comment, the number is 866-577-2473. That's 866-577-2473. My guest today is Dr. Christopher Yuan. If you've been listening, he uh, comes from a—he's he, Chinese. His parents are from China, moved over here, uh, knew nothing about uh, Christianity or God, and uh, through a very long process and a lot of difficulty and trials and tragedy— uh, today he is a Bible-believing Christian, walking with the Lord. He has a doctorate in sexuality, and uh, he's speaking here in San Diego at Carlsbad Coastline Church tonight, uh, as well as tomorrow at the three services, and then also uh, Sunday evening and Monday evening. And uh, he wrote a book called Out of a Far Country, and uh, that book documents his life story, which basically uh, is when he's through through a variety of events— he got involved in the homosexual lifestyle. He also got very heavily involved in drug dealing. Uh, and then his mother met Christ, his father met Christ, and ultimately 
through a lot of prayer and a lot of persistence, he came to know Christ. So Dr. Yuan, uh, we'll pick up where we left off. Uh, so what happened next after your mom was doing all this praying and so forth? Well, God answered that prayer, not as she expected, but uh, it came with a bang on my door in in Atlanta. And on my doorstep were 12 federal drug enforcement agents, Atlanta police, and two big German shepherd dogs. Oh, my God. So I was caught red-handed. Just Did you have any idea that it was getting close to that no, happening? No, no. Well, total, you know, totally uh, caught off guard. I, I was. At, you know, this is why— you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember the whole thing in the news about Charlie Sheen a few years ago yeah, uh-huh. um, and, and how unreal he was acting. I totally related. You, you, you're not thinking right. It, it, there's a reason why, you know, when you do drugs, it affects how you think yeah. and, and affects your reality or perception of reality. Yeah. I thought I was Superman. I, <laughs> I never thought, of course, I didn't think I was going to. I thought I was above the law. Yeah. And uh, so reality hit me like a ton of, ton of bricks. I, I was caught red-handed, had just a, a fairly large shipment that came in, not my largest, but they, I, was comp, uh, I was charged with a street value equivalent of 9.1 tons of marijuana. With that amount, I was facing 10 years to life in federal prison. Oh, my God. So I found myself in jail and called home. And I just dreaded making that phone call. I, I don't know anyone who wants to make that phone call home. Oh, yeah. Just thinking I was going to get an earful. Yeah. But um, my mother answered the phone, and her first words were, are you okay? No condemnation, no braiding words. And that's not what you expected? No. And, and I'm reminded of what Paul writes in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm. Doesn't say God's anger. Doesn't say his wrath, but it's God's kindness. Yeah. And even on that miserable day, God poured out his grace and draw, was drawing me to himself through the words of my mom. Wow. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's the cry of the human heart, you know, is yeah. every day uh, we weigh ourselves, our head hits the pillow and our mind is saying, why did I do that? Why did I do this? I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why did they say that about me? And we're, we're constantly the, uh, evaluating ourselves and saying, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And here God says, it's okay. I love you anyway. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I found myself in jail, uh, caught red-handed. Um, a few days after, I was walking around the cell block and just uh, just devastated. I, you know, it, I, I never thought I was going to be in... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm from upper middle class suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. My father, two doctorates. Yeah. I had a bright future. And now among common criminals. Walked around the cell block and I passed by this garbage can and on top of this trash, something caught my eye. Bent over, lifted up, and it was a Gideon's New Testament. Well, those Gideons, man, they get, they get everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I haven't met many Gideons in my life, but yeah. the, the Bibles are everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. even garbage cans yeah. in prison. <laughs> I brought it back to my cell and began reading it. But I, was, I didn't have any holy, you know, intentions. Act, to be honest, I thought, I've got tons of time on my hands. Yeah. I had to better pass it somehow. Yeah. But you know what's awesome, Kevin? And, and, and as many of you re- listeners know, what we have in our Bibles is not just ink on paper. It's the very breath of God. Yeah. And it changes lives. It moves mountains. It brings death to life began reading that, it cut to the chase, it cut to my heart, and, ex- and just cut through my hard, hard heart, exposed my sin, rebellion, and 
It, do you remember? What, do you remember what passages you were reading at the time? I was re- well. I, I, so I began reading. Um, I, I had a little bit of knowledge of kind of Bible. I knew that okay, there's there's the New Testament, and the Old Testament, and then I was like, okay, I, I knew about the Gospels, but I never read them. Yeah. So I, I just looked at okay, there's these four: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Mark looks like the shortest, so I read through the Gospel yeah. of Mark <laughs> in one night, which was pretty miraculous. Actually, coming down off your drugs, I yeah. Mean, you have you know attention span of a flea. So I, amazingly, that I read through those six. 16 chapters in one night, one day. And uh, I also remember reading Psalm 51 the day before I was going to be sentenced. Of all Psalms to be reading through, Psalm 51, the King, you know, David, against you alone have I sinned, God. And uh, just, it was so convicting of my rebellion against God, against my parents, against the government, against civil law, against God's moral law. It was it was just awful. It, things were getting worse and worse, not getting prettier and prettier. So so I um, I found you know I even got worse news. I was called to the nurse's office, and I got the news that I was HIV positive. Oh my gosh! That was I thought I had rick, rock, hit and rock bottom. I had it. This was rock bottom. I went back to my cell, um, and um, actually a couple weeks later, I was sitting in my cell, and I looked up in the middle bunk above me, just thinking, you know, just how worse can things get? I was sentenced to three years, better than six years to life that I was facing. Um, I'm sorry, I, was, I got six years better than the 10 years that I was facing, and um, just just awful, my, what, what, the result of my life. And I looked up above me, and someone had scribbled, if you're bored, read Jeremiah 29, 11. In the prison? In prison. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give hope and a future. Boy, what an amazing testimony. My guest today is Dr. Christopher Yuan. His website is ChristopherYuan.com. If you want to hear a story of hope, if you want to hear somebody who has the wisdom and experience, they're not just talking about... Uh, going through hard times and coming out the other side, but he's actually been through the hard times, the hardest of the hard times. And here he is uh, being used by the Lord to rescue other people from death. Uh, There's nothing like Jesus Christ. Stay with us. We're going to be right back, and we've got two segments left. lot is riding on your car's safety and performance. Count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard. Honesty, integrity, and quality service. ASC, BBB, and NAPA certified. 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. Behind me, you along with everybody. 
Seeing there's worth in what you do Then like a hero who takes the Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my guest today is Dr. Christopher Yuan. He is a graduate of Moody, then he ended up at Wheaton, and he has a doctorate on sexuality from Bethel. Uh, so he's educated uh, personally on the struggle of homosexuality, as well as uh, he has a lot of knowledge, uh, book knowledge on the issue also. And uh, last segment, uh, Dr. Yuan, we were just uh, uh, ending where we were talking about uh, how you you read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven in prison? Mm-hmm. You had just been convicted uh, six years in prison, was it? Yes. And uh, you see this verse. Did you go right then and go read it? I did. I didn't know what it was. So all it said was, you know, read this with this verse. I was like, well, okay, Jeremiah. I think that that's a book in the Bible. If you're bored, you said it said if, if you're, you're bored. bored. If you're bored. <laughs> so which so did which would find... be everyone in prison? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you did you ever find out who wrote that? No, I have no clue. Well, I've t- I, no, I'm amazing. I, when I'm when I am in heaven, I'm yeah. going to ask God who wrote that because yeah. I would want I want to meet him. It's yeah. ama- it's amazing all the I, different avenues God exactly, works, right? Exactly. Yeah. So Reddit, uh, and this is even the other story that 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 I told in the book is I didn't know what it was, and they just moved me to a new cell. So, so I got up. I was like, I, and I didn't have my Bible with me because you can, they kind of take everything, you know, when you when you're moving from prison to prison. And, and so I went to this. They had this locker, and it was open up, just garbage, just you know, whatever, just paper and just kind of some old food and stuff like that. And I just pilfering through it, and there was a Bible. Open it up, and and it was a full Bible, you know, because yeah. uh, that that had old and the new, and um, read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and and actually the whole context, you know, I'm going to bring you back from captivity. Mm-hmm. I was in captivity, yeah, and um, you know, it just that whole passage, you know, verses eleven through fourteen was like for me. Jeremiah wrote it thousands of years ago, and it was just God was communicating to me that. No, he still had a plan for me. As as rebellious as Israel had had gone, and and just totally walking away from God, God also was telling me that as far away as I had gone, you know, down to the pig pen, like the prodigal, yeah, he's still regardless. So if you're out there listening today, uh, this is a powerful message, and it's all throughout the text of Scripture. Is that there's no point of no return as yeah, far that's, as that's a lie from Satan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, you, you know, I think a lot of people uh, feel guilty. They say, "I'm just too bad of a person." Yes, I've done too much evil. I've done too much wrong. If you knew what I actually did, uh, there's no way you would ever think that I could be somebody that God could love or accept. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, that's just not the case. Right. Um, and so, uh, what message would you speak to the person out there, the parent or the? The person who's struggling with homosexuality, um, what is the message you're going to give him? The message of hope, and and what 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 counsel would you give them? You know, I, I think for for the guy wrestling, or the or the girl wrestling through these issues of sexual identity, it, it was it was something that I came to my realization as I was reading God's word in in Scripture. That's all I had to do in in prison. I didn't have any t- other time, um, and I realized that I had put my identity in the wrong thing. Mm. You know. Um, I put my identity in my sexuality. I am gay. And as I read through God's word, it was, you know, so much of talking about be one in Christ and, you know, 
you know, it, you know, within him, you know, in Ephesians, in him, in him, over and over and over in Ephesians 1. And, and, and so we have to realize that that's so much a part of who we are in Christ, that of putting our identity in him, in Christ, and not in anything else, because I put my identity solely in my sexuality. But on the flip side, as Christians, I think we have done that as well. We have called people to come, you know, we'll use terms like come out of homosexuality and into what? Heterosexuality. And and I even know people who say, I want to help people to pursue their heterosexual potential. Mm-hmm. And we take it kind of without without any critical thinking yeah. on, on, on that. And because the sad thing is, we're, 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 it's kind of like pull, pulling people out of the frying pan into the fire. Mm. Because heterosexuality is not actually even a biblical category. Sure. Yes, marriage is. Yeah. And heterosexual marriage is, unfortunately, you know, I don't think we need to put that modifier of heterosexual before marriage. There's only one definition for yeah, marriage in scripture, yeah, but yeah. still in today's world, we have to. So heterosexual marriage is, but not heterosexuality, because that definition of heterosexual, heterosexual could be, I could be an unmarried man, and I could be even monogamous with my girlfriend living with her for 10 years, and we even have a few children. That could be still considered heterosexuality. I could be a man cheating on my wife with another woman. Yeah. That's heterosexuality. I could be a man sleeping with 50 women like Magic Johnson did mm-hmm. you know, in one month. Mm-hmm. That could be considered heterosexuality. But those three scenarios and more I could give you are sinful. Exactly. Yeah. So it's obviously not heterosexuality, not homosexuality. And, and, and this is what I talk about in my book, Chapter 30. Um, it's When I read... God's word three times, once in the Old Testament, two, two in the New Testament, be holy for I am holy and be holy for I am holy. And, and we see that that's our call, holiness. Yeah, yeah. So it's not heterosexuality, it's homo- not homosexuality, but it's holy sexuality. Now the person there's, yeah. And I think this is important what you're saying here, because there's a lot of people out there that are going, they, they might be thinking to themselves, well, yeah, Chris, uh, the problem is, is that I've tried to be heterosexual. I've tried to change my sexuality and I can't do it. And all that's going to happen is when I accept Christ is I'm going to try and I'm going to fail. I'm mm-hmm. going to try and I'm going to fail. And you're just calling me to fail. Right. Uh, and, and so. And I would say that's right. So that's the wrong goal. Mm. Don't try to become straight. What you need to do is just do what Jesus has. He told his 12 disciples. He pulled them aside and he said he, he gave the complete answer for what it means to be a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. Yeah. Yeah. In Gospel Luke even adds pick up your cross daily. Yeah. It's not it's not a one time thing. It's, and that, it's and daily. that's not a homosexual heterosexual no. thing. That's it's a, a Christian. That's it's a gospel. What, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because I think a lot of Christians, heterosexual Christians, have lost sight of that. Yep. And we've decided, hey, I'm heterosexual and Yep, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, fine. I'm normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't need to pick up my cross daily. Yeah. And we're not living the life Christ has called us to. Right. Yeah. So so I say the opposite of homosexuality is not heterosexuality, but the opposite of homosexuality is holiness. Mm-hmm. That's actually a matter of fact of any any all of our goal is to be holy. Not And, and I want to sit on that word holy because it's not even a call to be moral. Right. There's some, it's beyond being called to be moral. Mm-hmm. It's a call, like you're saying, to holiness. When we yeah. get back, we're going to talk, continue our conversation. My guest today is Dr. Christopher Yuan, and uh, I love this guy. I just met him today, but I love him, and he's a brother in Christ, and uh, God has worked miracles through him, and now God is using him to work miracles in others' lives. Praise God that God raises the dead and uses us for good, even though we've done we've had done horrible things. That's the miracle of Jesus Christ. We're going to be right back. I want to know you. I want to find you. 
1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. If you like what you're hearing today, you can get a recording of this message on iTunes. I've got a, a Educate for Life uh, uh, status there on iTunes and also on YouTube, Educate for Life video. Um, check that out on our YouTube channel. And uh, you can pass these recordings on to encourage your friends and uh, give people hope because that's really what this show is all about, is uh, finding hope through Jesus Christ and through the Word of God. Uh, it's just phenomenal, the lives that are changed through the Word of God. Uh, there's just nothing like the Bible out there, and uh, that's why uh, you know we're focusing on it. Uh, my guest is uh, Dr. Christopher Yuan. His website is ChristopherYuan.com. He has a, a, an incredible book, Out of a Far Country, that he wrote with his mother. Uh, his parents uh, come from a non-Christian background. They got saved. He got saved. And, um, and so he's speaking today. Uh, at Carl, Carlsbad Coastline Church. That's tonight. Uh, and then he's also speaking tomorrow on Sunday and on Monday evening. You can check that out on uh, the church's website. Also in November, you're speaking at uh, the Veritas Conference mm-hmm. uh, at Costa Mesa Church. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Calvary Chapel, uh, Costa Mesa. And uh, that is in uh, November, let's see, I think it was 12th, around there. <clears throat> and so what are you going to be addressing when you... When you talk, I know uh, you're you're speaking with your your parents um, today and tomorrow. Yes, and then Monday. What's the focus of the conversation? So Monday at Coastline Church is coming Monday at seven p.m. I'm going to be talking about now what, how, how now as Christians, how do we live out you know the reality? We know what biblical sexuality looks like according to God's word, but how do we love and how do we share Christ with those in the gay community? How do we walk with? Our brothers and sisters in Christ who are you know, wrestling through, navigating through issues of yeah, sexual identity. Yeah, you have two lesbians walk in the doors of your church. Uh, what do you do? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are confused about that. That's right. They're trying to they're trying to live by the standards of the Bible, but at the same time, they're trying to love people, and they don't know wh- where do you draw those lines. That's right. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm also speaking, like you said, the Veritas Conference, November 12th, Saturday. Uh, it's all-day conference along with uh, other speakers. It's an apologetics conference. But then that Sunday, I'm speaking on the 13th, November, uh, at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. And we're staying the week. I'll actually be at Calvary, uh, California Baptist Church in Riverside uh, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, November 14th through 16th. And then that next weekend, I'm going to be at Cornerstone Church in Long Beach okay. on now, uh, you, November you were 19th a, and 20th. You were a professor at Moody College for eight years, but you've taken a break from that because That's right. so many people want to hear what you have to say. Yes, and I'm working on uh, my second book. Uh, it's, I'm calling it Holy Sexuality and the Gospel, Recentering the Sexual Identity Conversation Around God's Grand Story. Yeah, as opposed to what? Re- refocusing it uh, on that as opposed to... Like, I, I think a lot of it is uh, sometimes we get so caught up in the exegetical and the textual talk, which is just very important and sometimes foundational to mm-hmm. what does... You know, we look at the six passages in the old, you know, three in the old, three in the new, but then we don't move forward. How, do, how does... You know, because I think a robust theology helps us to live out, you know, a, a practical theology. Yes, so yes. I think that, you know, we need to move beyond just these six passages and, and, and look at... So in the book, I'm going to be talking about uh, a, a proper theology, a biblical anthropology, because I think... We can't even understand human sexuality apart from understanding biblical anthropology, that we're created in the image of God, but that image has been distorted by, by sin. Mm-hmm. But also understanding, have, have a, a, a good theology of sexuality. What, why is it there? And, and it's not heterosexuality, it's homosexuality. We have these wrong paradigms, but I'm, you know, I'm talking about holy sexuality. Then also having a theology of singleness which I think we've completed, and, and a theology of marriage as well. So having a, this understanding of this balance of marriage and singleness, we've, we've so much almost at the risk of idolizing marriage at the expense of singleness. Uh, and it's to the detriment of our conversation on sexuality, where yes. we don't give people an option. We, in our Christian culture, and even our secular culture, we give the impression that marriage is where it's all at. Yeah. And actually, I wrote a response to the SCOTUS decision last year, and um, I wrote it with Dr. Rosario Butterfield, and we call it Something Greater Than Marriage. Because I think we, both sides, uh, the marriage equality side and the traditional marriage side, we're focusing on marriage. And uh, Justice Kennedy, who wrote the, the majority opinion, said, marriage is the highest ideal of love. And that's wrong. Yeah. In the Christian worldview, that is wrong. Marriage is not the highest ideal of love. God is. Yeah. The highest ideal of love is what Christ did for us on, on the, the cross. cross. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, we, you know, we need to realize marriage is good and even very good, but it's not the best. Mm-hmm. So, and then we talk, and then I end kind of with this, uh, a, a good theology of transformation, sanctification, change. What does that look like? So that's, that's my wow, book that's, that I'm working on now. That's a lot of stuff. You're a lot. Hopefully I can fit it all into one book. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to buy it when, it when it comes out because Great. I think all those issues are so critical. Yes. And they don't apply just to you know, this area of homosexuality, but it affects how you interpret your own marriage, exactly. you know, your own relationships mm-hmm. and what's going on in those relationships. Right. Uh, and, it, and like you said, it's so important to have a, an understanding of biblical sexuality because mm-hmm. it doesn't just affect you if you're married. It affects all areas Everyone. of your life. Yeah. Yep. Single yeah. or married. That is fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, so what do you think, you know, you've studied this issue, you've did your doctorate on this issue and everything. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of the biggest misnomers or misunderstandings people have about sexuality uh, or most commonly you hear that you feel like, I mean, I've got to kind of correct this? Well, I mean, one of them is what we touched on before is sexuality. And, and, I, I, and I guess I don't mind kind of coming back to this because a lot of times people miss that. We, yeah. we have so much made this. Sexuality is, is, is if we were going to simplify it, it's simply 
um, our desires, our attractions, and, and people want to make that more because they make it into, they call it an orientation. And when we do that, they make it a part that is who they are. But if we really break it down, it's, and we're, we're defined, if I ask someone, what does it mean to be gay? What does it mean to be lesbian? What is it? And it, they say, well, I'm attracted to someone of the opposite sex. So again, it's attraction. You can never talk about sexuality apart from your attractions or your desires or your feelings or your actions. So basically, that's experiential. And what we've done in the mid-1800s down through the 1900s and to today is we have taken experience and it turn, turned it into personhood. Hmm. And I think that's, that's a huge mistake. So when we talk to so people— So our experiences are what define us instead of— Instead of, is there anything that's, that is our essence? And as, you know, if, when, you're, when you have an atheistic worldview, there is nothing else yeah. that, that defines. And there's no meaning. There's no value. There's no essence. Mm-hmm. And we create that as our, you know, the you know, very well-known existentialist uh, philosopher, Sartre, he, he said that ex- uh, existence precedes essence. Existence huh. precedes essence because there's no Which essence. Which is an atheistic worldview. Completely atheistic. Yeah. And so therefore, we, you have to create your own meaning. You have to create your own essence. But as Christians, we know that's untrue. Very clearly, Genesis one, we're all created in the image of God. Genesis yeah. one twenty six to twenty seven. Prior to our it's prior to our existence, yeah. exactly. And God is the one that gives us that essence, purpose, and value. And the, but unfortunately, Genesis three, the fall, mm-hmm. original sin has distorted and polluted uh, and uh, that 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 image. Mm. Uh, and so that is who we are, not put in our sexuality. And um, so I, I think that's the important thing that is uh, misunderstanding. Yeah. And that takes a while to, to really grasp all that stuff and then integrate it into your mind and your life, especially if all of the, the culture is telling you what is and is not. Right. So I don't even think that a person should say, I'm straight. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not who you are. We don't, that, we don't define ourselves that way. Right. That's what you experience. I'm not saying that that's not a part of what we experience, yeah. but, but the term gay, straight, heterosexual, homosexual should no longer define people. Yeah, they pitch- should define our experience, our feelings, and our And it pigeonholes people. It kind of locks them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, that's amazing. We could do a whole nother show on, on that, <laughs> on that right. subject. So, But we're just about out of time here. I hope you've, if you're listening, I hope you've enjoyed this discussion with Dr. Christopher Yuan, ChristopherYuan.com. My website is educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of the program. It's also on YouTube if you like to watch us talk, right? A lot more exciting. Yeah, wave to the camera there. And uh, he's got a fantastic book, Out of a Far Country. I encourage you to pick it up. And I encourage you to get in touch with him if he is if, if you're struggling with these things, mm-hmm. if you're a parent who's struggling with these things. Um, he's here. His whole life revolves around reaching out to people and helping people through these struggles. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the show today. Great to be here, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in today. God bless you. Have a fantastic Saturday. Struggle steal my breath away. My back's pressed up against the wall.